Going live, you better call back. You are listening to the Run to Daylight Football Funcast with your host, Todd Burroughs. again by the Motown Mauler. Mauler, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me okay? I can. It sounds good. We had another one of these snafus where I couldn't call you, but at least when you called in, we can hear you well. Mauler, to me, one of the most interesting things about the NFL season so far is the fact that the chalk is hitting at an inordinate rate. And I've been reading a lot about it, hearing a lot about it, What are your thoughts on the chalk hitting as consistently as it has this year in the NFL? Well, as you know, I'm not one of those guys that steers away from the chalk. My philosophy always has been the object of the game is to score the most points, no matter who's on your team. Um, But, you know, it's not often that we see um, the chalk paying off like it has this year. You know, it's almost been every week where, um, you know, if you play a chalk lineup, you're doing well. But, you know, that's worked well for me because, like I said, my uh, my whole objective is to uh, put a team out there that scores the most points, uh, whether it's chalk or whether it's a guy that, you know, I notice that no one else notices, um, you know, but that's always been my objective. And, you know, I've always told people that. Yeah, I agree. I think that, well, I agree in the sense that I know that that's your kind of take on things, the best player, and it's worked well for you. I've tried to position myself this year to be more contrarian, which has kind of bit me in the butt. Um, But I think that it would be a shame for me to give up on everything that I planned on for this season just because you know of a of a certain run of luck i think you have to um you know make a good strategy and then decide if your strategy is wrong or <clears throat> in a in a highly variable game like the nfl where there's only 16 weeks if uh if you, to stay the course or not uh, don't you think yeah i mean you you set out with, with a goal in mind, and I think, um, you know, like you said, we learn from every season. So maybe, uh, you know, you finish out, you see where that takes you, then you go back and look at it, take that into next year, and, you know, you're always learning. Every week we learn, um, every season we learn. You know, every every day is, is something new in DFS, and I think um, you always trust your process. That's what we always um, say is trust your process because, uh you know, it's been successful. 
And uh, well, and and are off a few weeks, you know, you don't stop doing what you're doing. Yeah, and and again, I've had some good weeks. I've had last week was a very bad week, um, but you know, I I I think it, I'm focused more on tightening up what I do rather than trying to run and jump to another um, theory. Now, when I say that I'm interested in fading the chalk, you know, and you and I have talked about it, it doesn't mean that I'm not going to play anyone who's chalky. Um, I think, you know, this week there's a chalky low-priced running back who, if you don't have in a lot of your lineups, you're putting yourself at such a disadvantage, it doesn't make sense. So uh, to anyone listening out there, I do think you have to play the chalky, cheap running backs a good bit. And I, I also think that, you know, history and those who study this for a living have proven that the one stud wide receiver of the week is another guy who, you, you know, if you've got that cheap running back and the stud who's going to get you 35 points, you can find other ways to differentiate your lineup. Yeah, and you know that's what uh, that's what you have to do. You have to be creative. You have to, you know, work the ins and outs. And you know, sometimes you have to plug in a few different lineups. Uh, the lineup that I had been working on all week, I just totally changed with, um, like you said, some new information that had come out. And um, you know, it's it's a grind, and that's why it's such a great game. Yep. So um, one of the things I've struggled with is it seems like. You know, I want to get ownership. You know, where I really want to be contrarian is at quarterback. I think that quarterback's floors are so consistent <clears throat> that if you can get that guy who's 3% owned, who has the big week, in previous seasons, that's what's won you GPPs. Um, this week, I, I really didn't have a hard time narrowing down my selection like I had in some other weeks. So why don't I just uh, go ahead and get into that? All of a sudden, I've got a little bit of phlegm. Apologize to the to the crowd out there. Um, my number one play of the week is Jameis Winston playing against uh, a bad Oakland secondary. They haven't been good this year. Winston's only $5,700. He's very easily paired with the number one receiver on the week in Mike Evans. Um, they play at a faster pace at home. And Jameis is my number one play of the week. If you want to spend up, my number one play spending up is Aaron Rodgers against the Falcons away. Um, but I don't love the play. Aaron Rodgers has pretty bad home road splits. Um, I, I could see where you could play the other guy in either of the games that I've mentioned, Matt Ryan or David Carr. Um, the other two guys that I am, uh, you know, going to have significant percentages of are Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick. And normally I'm not a Ryan, an Alex Smith guy at all, but playing on that fast turf in a game where the pace is going to be up and they might have to score more points, um, I think Alex Smith is sneaky. But my and, and I, I should mention Josh McCown too. He's back this week and I think that he is a good choice. But the number one low priced, low radar guy that I am interested in is Ryan Fitzpatrick. And that has everything to do with the Cleveland defense and almost nothing to do with Ryan Fitzpatrick, other than the fact that he has been so bad this year, he got benched. 
Um, but I, I, I'm very high on him this week. Uh, Cleveland has just been kind of magic for every quarterback this year, no matter how good they are. Um, I like Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. So, Mauler, who are your quarterbacks for the week? Well, um, you mentioned the defense being magic. Um, I'm going to mention Brock Osweiler against Detroit. They made Case Keenum look like Dan Marino. Just mention that for our listeners. He's not high on my list. Um, With quarterbacks, I'm going to mention about five guys. And then for running back and receiver, I'm going to have about five to seven since you have to play two of them. So I'm going to start at the top. I like Brady against Buffalo. Um, you know, he's been great every week that he's he's come back. Problem is, is if you play Brady, and you unless you want to play him naked, you have to pretty much pair him with Gronkowski because you're not, you don't know what you're going to get from the other receivers. But I like Brady up top. I agree with you um, 100%. My top play is Winston. But right behind him, for only $200 more, I really love Derek Carr. Um, I'm kind of battling between back and forth with those guys right now. Winston at 5700 Carr at 5900 because I really like them both. Um, you know, And then I like Andrew Luck at 6800 He is uh, a guy that you can pair with Ty Hilton. They've just been putting up you know, pretty solid numbers the past few weeks. Uh, he's only 6800 and then the last and final guy that I'll throw out is uh, Matt Ryan. Um, he's parable with Julio Jones. They are really, really good at home together. So that is a, another pair that you can look at if, um, you know, you want to have uh, some shares of those guys. I'm avoiding the Russell Wilson, Drew Brees chalk. I imagine a lot of people are going to be on those guys. I'm going to tell you why. Wilson is banged up. You know, it's been reported all week, uh, pectoral, and then some, some part of the leg. So he's, he's banged up, and I got a feeling they're going to be running the ball quite a bit. New Orleans cannot stop the run, and I think that's kind of uh, where Seattle will be. Drew Brees, we know, can go off. They're great at home. But I really like that Seattle defense. I don't think it was a fluke or a bad Arizona offense. Um, you know, that, that they shut down on Monday night to six points. Um, and I think uh, – I don't think Breeze will have quite the week that people are expecting. So I'm avoiding those two guys. Gotcha. So basically, we, we're pretty close on most of the guys. And since you were between Carr and Winston and I am more with Winston – do you mind popping Winston into our lineup? Nope. That's 100% uh, where I was leaning. All right, cool. So why don't we let you uh, lead it off with your running back selection? All right, well, you let off the show talking about the ch- chalk cheap running back, and uh, we were obviously talking about uh, Booker for Denver. Uh, we learned this week that C.J. Anderson is out. So Booker at 3,700, I think um, – might be one of the highest-owned players on any slate this year. Um, you know, I just feel against a San Diego defense that ranks against 30th, uh, ranks 30th against the run, he's, you know, a must-play. Um, so we'll get that out of the way, and then I'll give you my other few running backs that I really like this week. Um, as I mentioned, I think Seattle's going to run the ball a lot. Christian Michael is a touchdown machine. Rawls isn't back yet. 
you know, they're trying to work in C.J. Spiller, but, you know, the bulk of the work goes to C.J. Uh, Christian Michael, so I like him. Um, I also like Ezekiel Elliott. He's down a little further on my list. Um, I have Spencer Ware ahead of him, um, who I absolutely love this week uh, in, in Indianapolis. We got word that Jamal Charles won't play this week, which means only uh, Chenandrick West may steal a few carries. I like Devontae Freeman. Now, Green Bay's uh, rush defense is, is supposedly really good. Problem in here is Coleman is out. I think Freeman gets all the carries. But I think you're going to see a lot of points from Freeman coming on, uh, you know, PPR this week. I think he could catch anywhere between five and eight balls and get you some extra points there as well. And then uh, you move down in the middle between our, our Booker and uh, and those top guys. I like Jacquez Rogers again. Now we're probably not going to play him. Well, we might, but but we have we're going to have uh, Winston and Evans, I imagine. But he's been putting up great numbers, filling in for you know all the hurt running backs uh, that Tampa Bay has. So he's my final guy that I'll throw out tonight, Jacquez Rogers. All right. Well, I agree. Booker is almost a must-play. Um, I do have a guy you can pivot over to if McCoy is out. Uh, Gillisley or Gillisley, however you pronounce it, is, um, you know, I don't know how many lineups I would put Gillisley instead of Booker, but I would leverage, you know, if I've got Booker in 60% of my lineups or 50%, if I want to, you know, if I want to get ahead of where everyone else is going to be, you're going to have to go 60-70% to get ahead of the field if you want to be overweight. Um, and, I, you know, I think that it's very reasonable if McCoy sits to, to play a lot of uh, Gillisley um, if you want to lower your Booker expectation. My other um, almost lock running back is Spencer Ware. Uh, Indianapolis is not a good defense. Kansas City has shown that they will run Ware, they'll pass Ware, they'll give him the goal line work. He he's a he's a top five running back who only has a sixty eight hundred dollar salary, and that's yep. because of the fear of Jamal Charles. But Charles has been ruled out. I don't think Sharkandrick West is much of a worry. So Spencer Ware and Devontae Booker, I'm going to book them in most of my lineups. I agree with you on Ezekiel Elliott. I also like David Johnson in the upper end. As you move down a little bit, well, actually not move down. His salary is a little more than I would like it to be, but I definitely will have some Christine Michael. Um, you mentioned New Orleans' poorest run defense. Russell Wilson is severely banged up. So if they can win this game running the ball, they're going to. I think he is a very sneaky pivot, or if you want to put him in the flex, or if you want to – um, just pivot off of Booker completely, hope he gets injured or has a bad game. Um, and, you know, th- that's a possibility. I-, I do like Lamar Miller also at 6,300, but he's got a shoulder ding. And I'm just, there's just the other good choices, so you don't have to worry about it. Matt Forte at 6,400 against the poorest Cleveland team. Um, in my lineups that don't have Fitzpatrick and maybe even one or two that do, I think Forte, Bilal Powell is uh, dinged up a little bit. 
Um, Jaquiz Rogers is a fade for me this week. Um, not that he's not in a good matchup, but I think the best way to attack Oakland's through the air. I also think that Rogers is, um, you know, I loved him at 4,100. I loved him at 5,000. Uh, but at 6,400, I think you can make a case on fading Rogers. Um, and the last name I'll throw out there is uh, someone near and dear to your heart, returning to action, Mr. Theo Riddick. Um, Houston, I, I think that's a good way to attack that defense. And, um, you know, I think he's going to go back to uh, being who he was. And I don't think anyone really stood out in his absence. I think C- Theo Riddick is a very sneaky play this week. Yeah, I agree. And, and Riddick um... – he gets so many targets that it's hard to, you know, look past him. You know, he, he might not be that 100-yard uh, goal line bruising guy, but if you look at past re- receiving touchdowns this year, um, he's right up there with most of the, the receivers. You know, I think he has four, maybe even five uh, touchdown receptions. Guess what? That's five more than Amari Cooper. So, uh, he also is going to have one percent ownership, according to Fantasy Labs. Right, and and his red zone, his red zone year. I mean, he's he's getting he's getting red zone work. Um, he hasn't yep. gotten a lot of red zone touchdowns, but he's you know, uh, but he they even give him the ball down there on the ground. So, yeah, I think he's a guy you mix in, and uh, I like. So, which two yep. running backs? Um, have caught your fancy the most, Mahler? Well, we both we both decided that Booker and Ware were going to be in right from the start of our our um, you know our process. But I think we should probably keep an eye out for another one of these guys that we like in the flex. But yeah, I think we we go with Booker and Ware and move on to receiver. Yep, and you know again that's that's where my you know. Uh, again, we're we're just making one lineup together, but in when you're making a number of lineups, um, the Ware Booker combination that is going to be super chalky. That's where I'm going to play a good bit of Ryan Fitzpatrick um, because that that gives you the ability to play the chalk, and hopefully the chalk hits there, and you know Fitzpatrick gives you 25 points and you're golden. Yep. All right. So we move on to wide receivers. Um, they are wide and they are receivers. No, just kidding. Um, where am I on my wide receivers? Let's go back to that, that Todd. All right. So um, I definitely have Julio Jones on my I'm going to go from top to bottom. Julio Jones is on my list. The number one guy on my list. I mean, talk about Chalky, Mike Evans. Um, he's he's getting the targets that Julio got last year, and in a plus matchup, you just gotta love Evans. Uh, although I could see fading him if you know if you're going chalky elsewhere and you get want to get away from Jameis. Um, T. Y. Hilton is a guy on my list, 7.9 K, uh, home game. T. Y. Hilton at home, even if Moncrief comes back, I like T. Y. Hilton. Brandon Marshall, that's a Fitz play. Amari Cooper is on my list. Larry Fitzgerald. Everyone seems to love Hopkins this week. He's on my list, but um, 
he just hasn't seemed to be able to get downfield like he had last year. Jordy Nelson <clears throat> going to be a lower-end ownership. Same with Baldwin and Crabtree. Demarius Thomas is on my list. Uh, Terrell Pryor, I'm worried about the injury, but he is on the list. Will Fuller, I, I, I again, I, I love the guy. Detroit is a horrible secondary. If everyone's on Hopkins, because there's only 1.4 thousand between them, well, that makes me like Fuller all the more at six. Uh, Willie Sneed. Uh, Ty Montgomery at 5.3. I mean, he's just getting incredible usage. Another chalky guy, I think, but uh, someone on my list, Golden Tate, Michael Thomas. Uh, looks like Randall Cobb might miss, so Devontae Adams. Quincy Inua at 4.8. And if he plays this week, my lower-priced guy I really like is John Brown at 4.7. Uh, I also have Sanu and Lockett. That pretty much gives you every wide receiver that's on my short list. Mahler, what are your thoughts? Well, I really love the first three guys listed, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, Ty Hilton, or T.Y. Hilton. Um, like you said, Mike Evans is getting an insane amount of targets, especially with Vincent Jackson out. Um, we're going to pair him with Winston. And, and go from there. But I love those three. I think Julio is a great play at home. Same with T.Y. Hilton. With Moncrief out and uh, Dorsett out, um, T.Y. Hilton has been getting an, an insane amount of targets as well. As you move down, uh, I agree. I like DeAndre Hopkins. And when you mentioned Fuller, what stands out to me about Fuller is if you have him, you also have the chance of getting a return touchdown if he's returning uh, punts again as he returned one a few weeks ago. So I like that as, you know, part of a sneaky play out of him. Um, I love the Ty Montgomery play. I mean, he had nine carries for 60 yards last week on top of 10 targets. Um, so I think he's, uh, you know, a very legitimate play. My men price guy of the week, you know, a few weeks ago I called Adam Humphrey. Uh, last week I think I went with um, uh, Chester Rogers for the Colts. Uh, he didn't have yep. a great day, but he got some points. Uh, this he did okay. I'm, this week I'm going with Robert from uh, from Oakland. Um, he's been getting a lot of uh, targets, and he's been getting some uh, red zone targets, and that's Seth Roberts. Um, when I play Carr, he's going to be the guy that I play with Carr. Um, so, one, I can differentiate off Crabtree and <clears> Cooper. <throat> and also, so I have the opportunity to fit the Evans-Julio or the Evans-Ty Hilton pairs in that I want. So, uh, he's my 3,000 uh, pun of the week. But I think uh, he could have another good week. And I, I also like Adam Humphreys again at 3,000. Um at 3000 this week, um, you know, for, for the Buccaneers. But if I'm going punt, then I'm looking at Seth Roberts. Yeah, I mean, the thing about Roberts is he has found the end zone a couple times. Um, I, I think he is a reasonable choice there. Um, you know, I, 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 I just don't think even with him, with the lineup we're building, we're going to have the money. I mean, if we stick Evans in, that leaves us only 5000 for the rest of the, the team. Um, if we put in Evans and Hilton, that leaves us 4450 
But if we put in Evans, Fuller, and Montgomery, two guys that we both agreed that we liked, that leaves us 4,800. Yeah. Well, I mean, we always we always seem to uh, to work it out. Why don't we put Evans and Montgomery in, leave the other wide receiver blank, and go to tight end, defense, flex, you know, see what we have left. Absolutely. That's fine by me. All right, so that, that that's your cue. Uh, why don't you take us to the tight end position? Well, this is going to be a short list. I said I'd try to keep it um, to five. Um, like I said, if you're playing Brady, Gronkowski's your guy to pair with him. I know he's expensive, but, I mean, the old Gronk is back. He's had uh, 18... 32, 19 points respectively the last three games, touchdowns in two of the three games, over 100 yards in two of the three games, and 93 yards in the game that he didn't get 100. So if you're playing Brady, you play him. I'm passing on Olsen, passing on Graham. I'm moving all the way down uh, to the guy that I'm playing a lot. He's going to be highly owned, but, you know, with Dwayne Allen out, I think he's, almost a must-play, and that's Jack Doyle, 3,500, fairly cheap, got lots of targets. He gets uh, red zone targets. Um, and, you know, I watched a lot of the Colts game last week. He has good hands for a big guy, and I think that's, uh, that's key, and he has a good relationship um, with Andrew Luck. Uh, another guy that I like uh, because the Lions really, really struggle against the tight end is C.J. Fedorowicz. He's only 2,800. Um, Lions ranked 29th against the tight end. Uh, Fedorowicz has been pretty solid. Uh, last four games, he's gone 15, 10, 20, and then 8.5 last week. But last week he played Denver, and uh, we all know how that went for Osweiler. And, you know, uh, it's kind of hard to get catches if your quarterback can't get the ball to you. So I like Fedorowicz at 2,800. Um you know, if you really, really want to go um, to the minimum price of 2500 I guess you can look at, you know, somebody like uh, Antonio Gates at 2700 or Richard Rodgers at 2700 But um, most of my money will be uh, on Jack Doyle with uh, my second, I guess, second highest ownership of C.J. Fedorowicz. Great. Um, Olsen's on my list just because he gets so many targets. Um, Jimmy Graham is, to me, the chalk, uh, along with Fedorowicz of the week. Um, Revenge game going back into New Orleans. Um, His salary is still only 6.1. I I think he is a very, very compelling. You know, if you believe in Narrative Street, uh, Jimmy Graham going back to the, the, the Superdome is narrative all the way and I'll have probably about 30% of Jimmy Graham. I like Travis Kelsey this week. Um, I think he is a reasonable pivot off of Graham. He's 1200 cheaper. Indy is not good against the tight end and Kelsey's pretty good. So uh, I, I like that play. Uh, Barnage is on my list. He's only 3.3. Um, McCown is the Barnkowski whisperer. 
and I think that the return of McCown could be very, very good for one Gary Barnage. We know the Jets' secondary has not been good. Cameron Brait, I mean, Oakland has been better against the tight end this year somewhat, uh, but they're still not, you know, outstanding by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, they're definitely um, not great. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they're they're definitely better than they were last year, uh, for sure. In fact, according to Fantasy Labs, they they actually don't have a a positive in the in the matchup. It's a slight slight negative. I really like Fedorowicz. Uh, Detroit has been just awful against the um, the tight end this year. They they by far have been the worst team. Fedorowicz has been getting targets. Osweiler is a check-down machine. It's also a great pivot off of our forward play if you want to go in a different direction there. Um, So, uh, I mean, to me, I would say uh, Graham and Fedorowicz are my two favorite tight ends of the week. Um, The Doyle thing scares me a little bit. I agree with everything you said. I like Doyle. I, you know, he's a sneaky guy, but Eric Berry is no joke uh, covering the tight end. And, uh, you know, at 3,500 and Fedorowicz at 2,800, I, I'm i going to go Fedorowicz on that one this week. All right, let's plug him in. I agree. And uh, le- let's leave our flex right now, head to our defense. Um, All right. So um, I- I'll start with that. And just tell you, I hate it. Sure, go ahead. I, hate I, I think this is the worst week I've ever – I mean, finding a defense this week, the one defense I like is the Vikings, and they're not on the main slate. Oh, I totally agree. I started to go through defenses this week, and I just wanted to close my laptop. I like none of them. Um, you know, the ones you do like, you feel like they're priced too high, and there's just no great matchup. So – you know, in saying that, I, I, I said to myself, well, you know, I don't see a lot of points coming from defenses. Are there any teams that, you know, could score special teams touchdown? Are there any guys that I can pair or, or that I can play that, you know, I could double up that could get a special teams touchdown? Well, guess what? It go, goes back to what you said. There's one guy that I feel like I could play and also get a special teams touchdown out, out of him, but it's Cordell Patterson and the Vikings D, and they don't play until Monday. So, in saying all that... <laughs> well, and you remember I made that post a couple weeks ago and, and about Patterson yeah. Vikings, and then Patterson... It was I had a good week, and Patterson did okay, but he got dinged a little bit. Um, he was on his way to a pretty big week, I thought, that week. Yeah, and that's how I feel about him this week, which, you know, I don't usually play a lot of... Sunday, Monday, or Monday, Thursday slates, but I think uh, for that reason, I'm going to try and sneak in a few this week. But, well, you know, the few – I'll go ahead. Diggs, Diggs was out that week, too. You know, Diggs yep. is back, yep. even though he's not 100%. I mean, Patterson was a stone-cold starter. Um, and they did get a punt return touch uh, a touchdown on special teams, but it was the punt returner, not Patterson. But go ahead, Mauler. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I knocked into the suspense of where you're going with this. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's good suspense. I mean, I, if we could just roster those, that one defense, uh, I would love that. But, you know, I don't mind the Broncos against San Diego. Problem is, is Von Miller's gone. 
Um, you know, but that front four will still put pressure on Rivers, maybe get some turnovers. Um, I'd, I'd kind of like the Jets against Cleveland, I guess. Um, we don't know what McCown's going to do, how healthy he is, so that's kind of a question mark. But I still think 3400 is still too much to pay for them. Um, the 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 one I'm targeting, I guess, is is you know Carolina at 2900 at home against Arizona. Arizona's flying across the country. Um, you know they haven't played well. They only got six points last week, and you know uh, with the thin, thin picks that we have at defense, trying to save a little money and still get some points. I'm looking at the Panthers. Interesting. Well, you know, as you were talking, and and again, look, this would this is not, you know, every week the Seahawks defense is about four thousand, correct? Thirty-eight, thirty-nine. Um, yeah. Tyler Lockett, and if you're gonna do that kind of um, play i would say tyler lockett who was dinged up early he's finally starting to feel better um he's he's that guy who could get you that you know the problem is he just hasn't done much as a receiver this year but 3700 for tyler lockett along with 3000 for seattle i'm not advocating the move but i'm saying if you're looking for that kind of play this week that would be the direction that i would go yeah, I can see that. Um, from a defensive perspective, were there anyone else for you, or could I throw out a couple other names? Oh no, throw out throw out what uh, what sounds good to you. Like I said, I like the Panthers at home against Arizona. Um, you know, David Johnson scares me, but uh, I think they they can shut they they can't shut him down totally, but I think they can keep him under what he's been doing with Luke Keekley, um, because I don't think the Arizona passing game is up to par right now. Yep. I think you can completely punt the position with the Saints at 2,000. At 2,000, yep. um, you know, they only need a couple sacks. Wilson can't run. His knee's banged up. His, you know, he's, he, I mean, he, there's even some doubt that he'll play. And if he doesn't play, um, you know, the Saints D becomes a, a, a really good play. Um, you know, we know that they, it could also, they could end up with no points, but I think at 2K, that's a decent choice. I think the Broncos are going to be chalky just because they're the Broncos. We didn't mention Melvin Gordon in our intro, but Melvin Gordon, running backs have had some success against the Broncos this year. You might want to just have Melvin Gordon on your radar. Um, it, it's a you know we mentioned the Texans, Detroit on the road, Stafford on the road, Houston defense is someone on the radar. I think the Chiefs are are probably my favorite defense, simply because Andrew Luck takes sacks every week. You know every week Andrew Luck takes sacks. Uh, they're twenty eight hundred, and if Andrew Luck throws one pick six, there you are. They also have Hill who is a dynamic punt returner. So I, I hear you on Carolina, I, and, and I could go either way, um, but they're very, very close in salary. One's 2800 one's 2900 um, And, 
the, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Palmer hasn't been the same. He could easily have a bad game. Uh, but uh, to me, I like Kansas City a little bit more because they give you a little bit better belief that you could get that return touchdown. What do you – I liked your idea that you, you said a second ago where you play the Saints at minimum um, and then we can load up at, at wide receiver and flex. I just think, you know, with Russell Wilson not being mobile at all uh, – you know, maybe the Saints do get a few sacks and, and they do make value, and then, you know, we're set at other positions. Well, we'll pop the Saints in, and that leaves us wide receiver and flex. We've got 7,800, and we can always upgrade to one of the other two defenses. What did you think about yeah. the Chiefs? Oh, I don't mind the Chiefs at all. I just, I just get worried um, that they're on the road because. Yeah, uh, good point. Indianapolis, it's a fast track. You know, all the indoor teams play a little bit faster and a little bit better at home, um, and that's what I kind of worry about is you, you know Luck's going to sling it all day. Uh, Frank Gore will get his 15 to 20 carries, but Luck's going to sling it, and if he's hot, he's hot. If he's not, he's not. So it's kind of a coin flip. Yep. So looking at what's left, if we pop Julio Jones in, that leaves Jeremy Macklin, Will Fuller, Jaquiz Rogers. Willie Sneed, Melvin Gordon, um, Moncrief, um, Golden Tate out of the guys that we mentioned, even Riddick. Um, if we drop down to Hilton, who was another guy we liked a lot, that leaves in the uh, 7,700 for the flex, which would allow for Amari Cooper, uh, Larry David Fitzgerald, Johnson. Hopkins, uh, Brandon Cooks, Kelvin Benjamin. Um, so that's kind of two guys that. Um, do, you, do you like? So what are your thoughts? David Johnson. Like well, at running back, you know, no, uh, it, I mentioned. Yeah. Well, at the flex, you like. You know, I I like Ezekiel Elliott. I like uh, David Johnson. I like Matt Forte. I like, you know, if we're going running back, I like those three guys, and I like Theo Riddick. Well, who do you like more out of David Johnson and Ezekiel Elliott? Well, let me give you one. One. Let me give you one scenario. If we pop Riddick and Julio in, that gives us a thousand more. We could put in either. We could go Julio, Riddick, and then upgrade to Kansas City. Or if we do David Johnson with the Saints, and I have no problem with David Johnson. I it, just would think that the Panther, it would be T.Y. Hilton, Johnson. It would be T.Y. Hilton. I mean, to me, I like Julio Riddick in Kansas City better than well, David Johnson. Why, why don't we do this since we, we both do one? Why don't I go T.Y. Johnson Saints? You go Julio Riddick uh, and one of the defenses, and we're all set. I think, I think you solved our dilemma. Um, I am popping in Julio. And I am popping in, and I'm going to be playing this just so you know in the um, 
the NFL 15K huddle single entry. So Mauler definitely, even if he wanted to, couldn't play the same lineup in the same – well, I guess he could. But we wouldn't do that. We well, wouldn't break the rules. No, we won't. We don't do that. Um, and let's see. who did, and, and do you like the Riddick idea? Yeah. I mean, look. I mean, the choice, like- if we go to the Chiefs, the choice is Riddick, Tate, Ingram, Michael Thomas, Kels. I just think that Riddick is going to, you know, this is a chalky lineup, and I just don't think Riddick is going to be owned. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think uh, 1% ownership uh, is probably good, and if he gets anywhere between 15 and 20, you're going to differentiate yourself and, and just hope the rest of the lineup, you know, does its job. And, and now, he's the uh, guy who could put up 25 points. Did you say you're going to put this in the NFL 125K cover four? Uh, sorry, I, I didn't say that, but I will. Hold oh. on. All right, let's do the cover four, which is $4. It's up near the top. All right, done. And then I'm going down to find the other three maxes. How about the 30K nickel? $5, three max entry. It's down a little ways. Done. If you want to do, if you want to do the five, the three, and the one, that would bring us to thirteen. No, each. I did the I did the five and the four. Yeah, do the three and the one too, and we're at thirteen bucks each, and we have two well, lineups. Well, uh, why don't you why don't you do because I already put the lineup in there. Why don't you okay. do the single entry five dollar one? Oh, I can do that one too. And that's fourteen, and then you know five, five, and four, and uh, the fifteen k huddle, correct? Fifteen k yeah. huddle is that the one? Yeah, I think it's two grand to first. All right, all set. All, all right, set. well, Looking good. That, all right. that that pretty much does it. We thank you for listening to our podcast and for. Uh, Going the Distance with Us, and that's the song we're going to lead you out with from the movie Rocky, the original, uh, Going the Distance. Thanks again, Mauler. Looking forward to working with you again next week. Take care.